Welcome back to Exquisitely Aligned. I'm your host, Gina Meyer Vincent. Here we empower you to leave the one size fits all life behind so that you can step into your one of a kind life where you live life on your own terms, making a bigger impact. Essentially, you become exactly what the world is missing today. And today my guest, Dr. Sarah Hart, has done exactly that. Dr. Sarah Hart is a lifelong advocate for social change, an inspirational, motivating speaker. She is passionate about Prime Spark, an idea that became a movement to change the way our culture sees and treats senior women. As a speaker, she provides controversial, cutting edge ideas in an interactive setting. Sarah founded HeartCom, a consulting company over 20 years ago, focusing on leadership development, coaching, and team building. She also coaches women who know things need to be different in our society and who value the support of a coach and a like-minded community. Sarah, Sarah lives close to me in Los Altos, California with her cat, Boo. So I should say closer, right, than, than yesterday, which was Atlanta. So Dr. Sarah Hart, I am so delighted to sit across from you. I was a guest on your show and we had, I, I had such fun that I knew there was so many more conversations we could have. And I am so delighted to have you with me today. Oh, thank you, Gina. That was really fun that day. And I'm looking forward to talking to you again. <laughs> Same here. So um, this topic is fascinating to me, along with many other things. But I was raised at a time, right, I'm 54 now, that um, we were told that there was no other no other process. It was respect your adults, and that's it. And um, if we didn't, we got the stink eye, which I can't even do very well. And I'm a mother of two. So I don't know what, where along the way I missed picking that up, you know. But I remember when our children were very young and Mark was very ill, that I was at a point where I was having a conversation with a friend who was a longtime therapist counselor. I'm not sure her title. But I was saying, she said, how is Mark? How are you? And more importantly, I said to her, oh, my gosh, my kids are making me nuts. This is so hard. And she used a term that I had never heard before, but made total sense. She said, Gina, it doesn't matter that you're raising your children in, a, in an adult-centric home. Society is not doing that. So when they go to school, they're learning the habits of the other children that the children come first. And it was extremely eye-opening and, and allowed me to understand why my children were acting a certain way that I couldn't um, at the moment control. And it just, when I read your bio, I, I feel like you get that and, and you're here to solve that. So I wish I had you 20, 18 years ago <laughs> in my back pocket, but now we're here today. So tell me a little, how did this journey happen? And, and, and even if you want to speak to today, we just speak freely because I feel like you're a dear friend and um, I invite you to share as much or as little as you want. So if you want to start with adult centric versus child, or if you want to dive into um, how this started for you. 
Oh, Gina, I think um, when I really think, how did all this start for me? I think I go back to when I was a child. Mm. I grew up in Southern Ohio in a very small farming community. Wow. And everything there revolved around the church and the school. Mm -hmm. Everybody did those two things all the time because those are the only two things to do. <laughs> so every Sunday evening, we would go to the church to the basement mm -hmm. for a potluck and some mm -hmm. kind of a talk. Mm -hmm. And I remember this. I remember several of them. But this one night, I remember so well. There was a couple who were missionaries and they'd been to Africa and they had mm. um, remember the carousel slides. Yes, 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 had, yes, I do. <laughs> they had a carousel slide of their time in Africa. Mm -hmm. And they showed um, what they were doing and they showed this, you know, people and so forth. And they showed children um, who were very hungry. Mm. And it really affected me. And so when, when it was over and we were walking home, I said to my mother, I want to send some of my food to the children in Africa. How can we do that? Mm -hmm. um, and I think that that was a very early realization for me that what I really have in my gut is the rights and responsibilities of all human beings. I have goosebumps. Yes. <laughs> I, I see that in you, my friend. I see that in you. <laughs> and so that has stayed, you know, it's, it's not that long ago that when I, I captured that memory, but it has been so poignant because I think that it has stayed with me my whole life. I think it's been sort of a guiding light that I had sort of forgotten about. Mm -hmm. uh, but I went through one thing or another, and it, it, that I suppose in, in terms of what I'm doing now, the most relevant before that was going through the 60s and 70s in the women's movement. Mm -hmm. And I remember so vividly marching down Fifth Avenue in New York City, twirling my bra out in front of me. <laughs> and there were people all along Fifth Avenue, uh, some booing, some clapping with, you know, placards <laughs> supporting um, and, and not supporting and so forth. Um, and so I get to now this point in my life and it, it sort of started with a, a situation in a doctor's office when I was treated because I was an older woman. That's that's why I got the treatment that I got. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I left there and I thought, this is not right. It's not right. And I have to do something about this. Mm -hmm. so here we have our rights and responsibilities again. Right. That from that moment, I said to some a coach I was working with at that point, I, I want to work with and on behalf of older women. And she said, oh, you're golden years. And I said, no, 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 not for golden years. I want to work with women in the prime of their lives, mm -hmm. in their 60s, 70s, 80s. Right. I want to help them find that spark. Uh -huh. 
that will ignite them into the world so they continue to use their skills and experience and wisdom. Mm -hmm. um, and so then I thought, that's what I want to do. And I thought, okay, the spark in the prime of their lives. Prime spark. Prime right. spark. <laughs> that's how Prime Spark was born. And I've been doing that now for about three years. Um, our mission, as you said, is to change the way our society sees and treats older women. And I am passionate about it. I was just speaking to somebody and we were marveling about three years ago when I started this, mm -hmm. there were a handful of people who had been talking about ageism and, and you know, for years, but since just the last two, three yeah. years, it has exploded. It has. Yes. So many books are coming out and I pay attention to the one about women because I work with women about women over 50, women over 55, women over 60. Mm -hmm. um, and it's very exciting time. And I, yes. I think back to the 60s and 70s, and this is the second women's movement in my lifetime. Yeah. And so it is, um, for me, it's a very exciting time and a very exciting place to be. Yeah. So that's I mean, a long-winded answer. How did that all come from? I love long-winded because you know I'm long-winded. No, I love that. I mean, and it's it's um and I'll try to refrain from interrupting you. I do write notes so that I can remember what okay, go back to this one. But um yes, please speak freely. Long-winded is is fabulous. That's we're here to to uh you know, go back and forth and have a lovely conversation and you know, it's, um, I love when, uh, because I work with mostly women, I would say it's, it, it used to be more like 98%. Now it's more like 85, but, um, and that's fine. I love smart men who, who, uh, come for help as well. But I think one of the things I adore about you, Sarah, is how you step into that movement and and be a change maker for the positive and realize that this is the time for that. Again, like you said, being on, and I'm laughing about Fifth Avenue because I went to school in, at FIT on 27th and 7th, so I wasn't far from you. Um, a different time, but, um, you know, um, I couldn't have joined you because there was no marching at that time, but, uh, but, at any rate, you know, I, I can see you doing that. I got the visual and it's it's just so exciting and being able to do it again um, at a time that's needed. And and listen, I understand and I'm not here to um, put anybody down who's not ready to step into creating a movement because Sarah's already doing it. I'm already doing it. Right. With, but we need everybody to step into who they are. And realize, I mean, I love this recollection of you uh, on a Sunday watching. Uh, I haven't thought about a carousel of slides in a long time. So thank you for that visual, too. And I could picture, you know, who the, the hungry children on that slide. But, you know, I think it's always important when we feel a little disconnected from who we are based on this one size fits all paradigm that I feel like we, we can live in. We don't have to, but it's, oh, but 
Gina and Sarah, you should do this. You should quiet down. You should keep your bra on. You should, you know, right? If we followed those things, we wouldn't be here today on my show and I wouldn't have been on your show a few weeks back. And, you know, I commend you for stepping into this. And I love that you're able to go back and have that reflect to remembering rights and responsibility as a very young child. I think that these things show up at a very young age. So if you're listening and you're a grandmother or uh, an aunt or a mother or whatever with a child in your life, you know, start recognizing and I think shine a light on these things because they're powerful moments that really show and shape who we are. Would you agree? Oh, absolutely. And they, um, you know, I, I remember that she didn't make fun of me. Good. You know, she didn't make fun of me. And um, that's really remarkable because she could have, mm -hmm. you know, and she said, oh, that's just not going to be possible. There's just no way. I mean, you know, she explained that we couldn't do it and why we couldn't do it. But she didn't say, oh. So, you know, it it's important to take seriously these kinds of statements. Yes. Even though they seem fantastical. Right. Uh, I mean, I just, Gina, I just, in the last <laughs> 10 years, five, six years, it wasn't even that long. I was driving somewhere. This was before COVID because I was going somewhere. <laughs> and um, on the radio, there was a story about, I think it was the Ebola tragedy oh, yeah. in um, one of the African countries particularly. Yeah. And they said that what they had found was that Clorox was one of the best things uh, they could use. Oh. And I'm driving along here. Clorox, I can get Clorox. I can get big boxes of Clorox and I can flip it over to whatever this country yeah. was. And then, and so I got to the office where I was going with her. Sarah, get a grip. <laughs> Ship Clorox to Africa. I mean, you can't do that. And I thought, oh, that is just so typical of, um, so what, the, what those early things, Stick with you. I mean, I yeah. I still wanted to send Clorox to Africa. I mean, it yeah. was crazy. No, but it's it's so like for me, my business is uh, built around what I discovered when Mark was ill um, years ago, and it's it's our heartfelt um, desires, like your desire to turn the car around and <laughs> make a stop and then get to the nearest UPS store um, and maybe the bank first and then the, the store. But, and, um, and our, our truths, our soul level truths, they're so deep and they do show up in us when we're a child. And I love the fact that your mom explained, Hey, okay, Sarah, I'd love to assist you in shipping this food, but you know, this, this is what we're up against. Africa is not around the corner, but, you know, and I, I think that's important to even when we're a busy parent with a young child and so many demands on our uh, schedule and, and on our plate to take the time to, you know, even if you say, let's talk about that even further, 
a little bit. Okay, so you really are passionate about these. You know, I see the fire in you that this excites you and you're going to be up to big things and and here you are up to big things. So um I love that during your life was there or would it be okay to ask you what unfolded in the doctor's office or is that too private? Oh, no, you know? that, that's okay. fine. No, I tell that story in um, um, one of the talks I give. It's the opening story. Okay. Um, I had um, gone to the doctor because uh, my, my calves hurt when I walked. Mm. And I, uh, my mother had had this and I knew that it could be yeah. serious and that I needed to pay attention. Okay. So, um, you know, I, I, he wondered why I was there and he never looked at me. He was looking at his iPad the whole oh. time. He never looked at me. And I know what he was looking at was old woman legs or whatever, but, but he never looked at me. So he said, he asked me why I was there. And I said, well, when I walk, my calves hurt. And he said, well, how far do you walk? I said, well, I like to walk as close to 10,000 steps a day as I can. I don't always make it, yeah. but I try. And he said, well, I have clients who can't walk to the front door and back to get their mail. What you need to do is find a path with benches. Well, and that's I, a weird answer. Yeah, okay. and I thought, I, I thought, would he have said that to me if I were 30 or 40? No, he would have helped me figure out how, how to continue walking. And yeah. I did say to him, and I wish I hadn't, I would now because I, yeah. you know, now I'm so much more aware of this stupid pity that we put up with. You know, George, don't tell me to find a path with benches. Last year I did the California AIDS ride, 545 miles from San Francisco to Los Angeles. I don't need a path with benches. Now, I didn't say that, but I, mm -hmm. I wish I had. And I did yeah. think. Would he have said that to me if I were 30 or 40? So I thought about that later and I got madder and madder and madder. And I got mad at him and I got mad at our medical system yeah. that doesn't pay very much attention to women at any age, let right. older women. Right. Um, and, that, and I also got upset with me for not standing up for myself more at the time. So mm -hmm. I don't think I would do that again. I don't, mm -hmm. I, would, I don't think I would put up with it, but we need to be aware of yes. that kind of treatment. I mean, when are we belittled? Yeah. When are we ignored? Yeah. Uh, when are we just discounted? Mm -hmm. uh, and and call people on it because yeah. it's not right. And right. you don't need to take that kind of behavior from anybody. Right. So, that was that was what happened to me in that doctor's yeah. office. And said, no, 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 no. This is not right. This has to change. Yeah, it, it's um, it's frustrating. I had a very similar uh, thing happen to me. I don't um, I don't think we spoke about this any of this on your show. But um, I went to the doctor. I was new to California. She was going to be my. You know, I had high hopes. A female little older than I, so I was very excited about this. Asian, dual trained in uh, family medicine like my husband and Chinese medicine. So I was, ah. I thought I hit the jackpot because I love 
um, acupuncture because it works so quickly on me. My body accepts it beautifully. And um, my hormones were changing. I was in a ton of pain. This was before my hip replacement and shoulder replacement before I knew what damage was in there. And I was trying to figure out why am I in so much pain? Why am I gaining weight? Why am I exhausted? I had just been diagnosed with Hashimoto's disease, which is a thyroid disease. My mother has a thyroid issue, not Hashimoto's. My grandmother had. So I, I could see it right in family history. So I went to this woman thinking this is going to be great. You know, I told my husband, I can't wait. And I usually do not get excited to go to the doctor, but I felt like she had the answers. This was going to be ideal. Like you, Sarah, on the computer, looking down, typing the whole time. She'd ask me a question, no eye contact. So I finally stopped speaking. I wasn't finished with the question, with the, my answer. And she picked up her head. And I said, well, you're not looking at me. I didn't think you were listening. You know, I was so shocked and I know, I, I guess my hormones must've been raging that day. Maybe that's why I got well, it out. that's good. Get them raging more often. Well, and, and so I had brought to her a Word document that I had prepared for other doctors, just kind of be, being new to California, um, just kind of recapping things that uh, pivotal moments in my health uh, so that somebody could just have it as a document while I, I'm a visual person. So I prepared it for them while I spoke. I figured they could highlight or write a note. Let's check thyroid. Okay. This could be that, you know, and she looked at me with a straight face and, and flipped through the pages she said to me, if you know everything about yourself, why are you here? Because I'm not a doctor and I'm looking to partner with somebody. I mean, and this was a female older than me who I thought was going to respect me. So it, it happens and it's just very sad, frustrating. I mean, I came back. I I was hopeful still, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I finally fired her and said, I cannot, you know, they called me back and I said, I'm not coming back. She treats me so, with such disrespect. Why would I give her a penny of my money, my insurance money or a minute of my time? And it is it is devastating, right? And you know what? I would have said a heck of a lot more had I known that this is what I was going to step into. But, um, you know, I, I hear you with the, the way I say shoulda, coulda, woulda, had I known. And, and, you know, at first I really thought I was on the show Get Punked or um, Candid Camera because I thought to myself, this is my husband must must have put me up to this, you know, knowing that I was so excited for a doctor's appointment. Maybe he's in on it. But um, the joke was on me. So, uh, yeah, it was not pretty. And it's it is sad. And you are right. Um, so tell us, what do you hear or find maybe consistently from your clients? What what maybe repetitive, you know, things that you hear repetitively. Can I just make a comment, Gina? Oh, please. Um, yeah. I think that that is really important for everybody, but especially for women 
to hear that we have to find doctors who will partner with us. I mean, they know the medicine, but I know my body. Right. And and I know that it can be to some doctors really annoying for the patients who go online and start reading all about everything. Mm -hmm. But that's what I do. And and I want to find a doctor who appreciates the fact that I am learning and I want to partner. Yeah. um, Rather than just be told what to do. Um, Right. And so that's it. That is really, really important. Yeah. And we could probably talk about this for three days because it is important. And I think the other the other thing is knowing that you're allowed to fire your doctor. They can fire you if you're noncompliant. My husband's had to fire some patients over the years due to usually they were drug seekers, unfortunately, uh, looking for prescriptions uh, for pain meds. And they have that right. But we also have the right to say, you're not for me. This is not working. And partnering, you know, like you're saying, going online and researching a bit, I feel like that's preparing you to just like we prepare to get on a podcast episode. We prepare to show up for our clients. We prepare to go to the doctor's office. I mean, I think it's very different than years ago, um, Mark had a couple people who came in at at different times and said, my child has this, you need to give him this prescription without like letting him, you know, look down the throat or shake the temperature. That's a little scary because, you know, although mom is probably right, he needs to document that he saw the child has swollen glands and they ran a test and it was strep and, you know, whatever, that's okay. But I think that when we go into an appointment informed, you know, because for me, medical terms are usually over my head, even with my hair sticking up, I can't grasp them. you know. And um, I, I think it's important that I'm not saying you have to study and be prepared, but always make an educated decision. I had another, a naturopath wanted me to take something that she would guarantee, you know, almost wink, wink, right? Of two females, they were um, colleagues. Go see her. She's pain management right here in my office. Uh, Gina, we'll get you out of pain for sure. And you'll drop the weight. I, this works beautifully on women your age. Now they were both younger than me. And it's called um, low doses of naltrexone, which is naltrexone is a drug that changes your brain chemistry for people who are coming off uh, opioids. And they use it in low doses for women my age, right? What is my age at the time? Hormone changes, gaining weight, and I had pain. And I... I said, okay, I'm sorry, this drug is used for what? I was writing notes. Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure this is for me. And they were like, no, no, we'll send you videos. They started both of them emailing me. You know, uh, my client said this, or my patient, my patient had this, here's a documentation, here's a study. Well, I Googled, <laughs> you know, um, what to be afraid of, what to watch out for, you know, the horror stories of, I, I forgot the real Google, what I put in there, but 
what I read, I said, no way on earth causes nightmares. Um, you know, just the fact that it changes your brain chemistry. I thought to myself, I'll live with the weight on. Once I'm out of the pain, hopefully I can exercise again, you know, and now that I have two new joints, I am exercising again, but it, it is, it, 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 it can come at so many different levels. And I love the fact that you, you are in agreement with me because it is something that people need to know happens and it's your right to say, I'm not taking, you know, and I did, I said, I'm not taking this drug. And I left and that's when I found the other doctor who was, you know, busy on her, busy filling in her charts so that she didn't have to stay afterwards to, to write about me, you know, it was crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. And, uh, and additionally, the thing uh, that you said, Gina, we can fire a doctor. We don't have to stay with a doctor. I didn't stay with this guy who told me to find benches. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I uh, he uh, he said go out and make a follow up appointment and I went out and said I need a follow up appointment but not with him Good and the receptionist looked at me sort of strange and but but did it and then when I went back I saw somebody else and and, the doctor, and this doctor said um, I didn't see you the first time why why are you seeing me and I said because I didn't like the other doctor yeah and he said oh he's my boss and I didn't say well poor you. <laughs> <laughs> I just said, oh, well, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. That is, um, that is interesting that that's who you would <laughs> But did you have better luck in that practice? With the oh, absolutely. Doctor? I mean, this doctor was one of this doctor um, lets me decide when I need a treatment because he yeah. trusts me now to understand my body. Yes. Mm -hmm. I mean, you've been in it, right? Since yeah. birth. I yeah. don't, you know, I mean, listen, I have taught yoga for a decade and a half, probably more. And I realized how disconnected I was more than 20 years ago prior to starting yoga from being in my body. And then when I started teaching, I could see who was in their body and knew their body well and who was kind of living outside their body. Balance was usually difficult, uh, you know, many things, but um we really have to start owning right that we that this is our mode of transportation so can i ask you because i'm not familiar with what would cause that the calves to hurt but just in case someone is listening who yeah, yeah nothing it's nothing to mess around with it's um i have vascular disease okay uh, peripheral peripheral vascular <laughs> disease and what that means is that the I have tiny little arteries. Mm. Uh, thank you, mother. That was you know get, she gave me a lot of good things. That was not one of the good things. Um, and they they fill up with plaque. Oh, okay. And so um, uh, you know you can you can tr treat it with other you know drugs and so forth, but at a certain point you can't. And so what I've had several surgeries and had mm. stents put in my arteries, like they do with hearts. Sure, yeah. Uh, and um, because he knew I wanted to be able to walk. Absolutely. <laughs> I didn't, and the worst thing I can do, the worst thing is to sit down. Yeah. I need to keep walking. And so yeah. this jerk before 
told me to sit down. So not only was it not going to, I was not going to be able to walk like I wanted to, it was going to keep making it worse. Right. And that, that's a, 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 and for me, knowing you the little bit I do, I feel like it would take away like the fire and the passion in your heart to be stagnant, you know, I see you as a mover and a shaker, a change maker. And those kind of people cannot sit still. It would, it would go against us. Right. So. um, Yeah. I think that there's, um, I don't, I don't, I'm learning about this, Gina. I think there's a fine line or some kind of a line. Maybe it's a fat line. I don't know. (laughs) Some kind of a line between, um, insisting on continuing to do everything the way we've done it and the way we right. want to do it and gracefully accepting that yes. as we get older, our bodies change, period. Mm-hmm. They do change. Yes. And, and no matter how well you take care of it, um, it, you can do a lot of positive things. And, and so your body will be much better than if you hadn't. Right. But still, our bodies get older. And so, um, you know, I'm, I'm not sure about when do we gracefully accept, I actually just can't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. When do we decide I am not going to accept that, that um, stricture and I'm going to keep doing it. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, well, and it's, I'm laughing because my girlfriend was just here. My best friend, Michelle, in um, from Charlotte, she just left on Thursday night on the red eye. And I hadn't seen her in three years because I left Charlotte. And then, right, I left in the midst of COVID. Then it wasn't safe, blah, blah, blah. Time passes. And not that she looked older, um, but we were talking about that exact topic. Like, you know, okay, things are shifting. <laughs> And I said, going down. yes. And I, I said to her, for you, I just thought it was because I couldn't do what she teaches yoga as well. I said, I thought it was because, you know, I couldn't lift my arm before surgery. So I couldn't do plank, down dog, chaturanga. I couldn't exercise. She goes, oh, no, it's happening to all of us. She just came from her, her girlfriends from college. They met. And she said, no, it's happening to all of us, not just you. Because I was thinking, okay, this is happening because I was in pain for four years, you know, needing new parts and stuff. But yeah, I mean, I find myself, uh, the aspirations that I had, you know, Mark would like to surf. Our daughter has tried twice and she's really good at it. She picks up, she can watch people. And I don't know what the the name of this is, but she watches people and can mimic in, in seconds. She can she's very aware of her body and how to move, and it, it moves beautifully. Um, and Mark said he wants to surf, and I'm looking at him, going, "You're 60. You're a double organ transplantee. Do you really need to surf? Can't you stay on your paddleboard? I asked you to buy a faster paddleboard. Let's just get you a faster paddleboard. You'll be happy." But I, you know, I said to my girlfriend. Yeah. Now that I have two new joints, like, I don't think I I want to ever try surfing, you know, like things shift, right? Our, our, um, and it's not that I'm going to tell you I, I am fearful. Somebody asked me recently, she had surgery 
but different surgery. It involved her spine, which is, uh, you know, um, as they told me in the hospital, because I said, why do I have to sleep here? The hip, you let me go home like within two minutes of closing me up, you know, and they said, oh, the shoulder, it's, it's a very fragile joint. And I said, this is, is this the worst surgery? Someone told me this is the worst surgery you could have, you know, replacement. They're like, no, spine. But anyway, she had some spinal um, surgery, not not devastating with rods and stuff. But she asked me, are you nervous? Are you timid in like when you, how you use your right arm and so forth? And I can't say I am. Thankfully, I trust the parts that were, I saw the x-ray. I see that they're like, the doctor was giving me the thumbs up immediately. This looks great. I'm like, okay, you know, but yeah, there are times where I think we have to take a step and, and just, for me, I always use my intuition. It, it, it is my uh, guiding force. My it's in my gut. Uh, I get goosebumps in certain ways, goosebumps in other ways. And I just, you know, know when to step into something and when that day is just not going to be the right day for me to do it. What, what guides you, Sarah? Yeah, me too. I, um, <laughs> I, I, I figure I know better. I mean, I don't know medicine, but I know my right. life. And I know, um, I, it, how do I know? I don't know how I know, but I just, but I know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I do the same thing. What I'm reminded of though, Gina, when you were saying that thing changes, reminded of not very long ago, I was in a doctor's office and the nurse was measuring me. And she mm -hmm. said, okay, you're 5'2". I said, no, I'm 5'3". <laughs> and she said, um, you're actually 5'2". And I said, I am 5'3". I have been 5'3 or 5'4 <laughs> my entire adult life. I am not 5'2". And she <laughs> got into this argument. And finally she said, ma'am, you are 5'2". <laughs> So at some point, <laughs> if they've got the measuring rod and it's, <laughs> that, was, that was very funny. You know what? Next appointment, you need to schedule it like right after you wake up because I'm told that when we lay flat overnight, we regain our height. So oh, that I'm going to do that. I'm going to do like an eight o'clock appointment. Right. Exactly. Right now. You, or after doing, I think yoga. I think you can yes stretch and yeah. So absolutely, yeah. that's when you make your appointments. First thing you uh, go in when they unlock the door, and then you tell them, uh, "No, I'm not going to sit yet. Can you measure me first? Then I'll sit in the lobby and wait for you to be right. prepared." <laughs> I love it. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, it's it's something to uh, you know wrap your brain around that this is really happening. I know when, when I was on your show, one of the questions you had asked was to the, uh, to the effect of, you know, how am I experiencing? How did you ask? I forgot how you asked. Do you remember? But am I experiencing aging or how do I? Experience getting older. And if you do, what is the experience? And if you don't, why is it that you think you don't? Yeah. And I answered you when I said, you know, I feel it in my body. I see it in my body. But luckily in my in my spirit, in my soul, in my mind, uh, you know, I feel very young and happy, you know, really content, satisfied. And I think that's that's important to make sure that we don't 
allow the disappointment. Like when I walk, get out of step out of the shower to grab my towel and catch a glimpse of me in the mirror, not to let that overtake my, my day, you know, and to remember yeah. what's really important. And one of the things uh, Michelle and I were talking about are a few of the friends that we lost along the way. We're both 54 and, you know, we're very blessed to still be walking this beautiful earth and, and experiencing all these connections, like being here with you today, um, that, you know, especially now I'm celebrating that I'm pain-free. That's a, a, a huge thing. I mean, I realized it when a, a friend said, um, you look really good. And I thought to myself, well, I didn't get my hair cut. Haven't been in the sunshine any more than normal. Like, my lipstick is the same. What's different? You know, they've seen this outfit probably 20 times, you know, and um, I, it took me a second. And I said, you know what? It's the first time I'm pain free that you're really seeing me without that <laughs> noise in the back of just constant pain. And I was lucky enough to tune it out based on, you know, different things, mindset shifts we can do with yoga and breathing but it still was in the background, you know, wearing me down. So I'm glad you brought that up and gracefully accepting our bodies and all the changes that come along is just a beautiful way of saying, and I don't know if it's a fat line or a thin line either. I'm going to have to, I'll think I'll sleep on that and get back to you. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. It's, um, <laughs> I mean, but what you said, Gina, and I, and I told you this during our, our other conversation that, that I don't know, 90% of the women I've talked to on my podcast have said similar to what you said. Yeah, I can, yeah, I can feel it in my body. I can see it in my body, but me, my spirit, who I am, I'm better. I feel better yeah. than I've ever felt. I feel more alive. I feel more me. Um, and so that's what we need to focus on. I mean, that Absolutely. is, that is so much more important than exactly where, um, I won't talk about specific body parts. <laughs> are they located now as compared to where they used to be located? It's just not important as, yeah. as compared with me, who am I inside? Yeah, absolutely. And so, um, Sarah, I know that you have amazing things going on within your community, within your business. Can you share with us maybe a few? Um, well, the most exciting thing right now I have is I'm, I'm just getting ready to launch at the end of October, a mastermind for senior women, uh, for uh, women who have been very successful and have been mm -hmm. good at what they've done and, and enjoyed it. But they're sort of at a point where I think, Okay, that's all been really good, but now what? I mean, what's next? Yes. Yeah. You know, what's what's next? And I want, uh, we, we said this, you know, I want women to realize that at, at no time in my lifetime has there mm -hmm. been a time when the world more needed older women's wisdom and skills yeah. experience Correct. than right now. So, so please get out and do whatever is meaningful to you. Yeah. Um, to make a difference. It doesn't have to be huge. It could be a very small quote unquote thing. So anyway, that the point of the, the mastermind is for us to work together and helping each other figure out what's next. 
What yeah. will be really meaningful for me? Given that, if I'm 50, I can easily imagine I've got 40 more years to live. Right. What am I going to do with that 40 years? Yeah. I love that. I, uh, I love that in so many ways. And um, we are very like-minded and like-hearted because today I was going to uh, offer significance, um, significant satisfaction and sangria at the end of the show. It's uh, probably a little different, but similar in the respect that I think oftentimes we call it success after significant uh, significance after success, right? We we may have had a high earning job, we may have supported children, we may have supported a spouse in a high earning job, and we may have done all three or two of them, right? And oftentimes it's almost like I want to say chasing something. Let's say the Instagrammable life. You know what what most people think is ideal. Um, but for me, I would say it leaves us feeling, feeling a little flat. And so and tired. Uh, really, yes, I'm tired. That's perfect. Yes. Especially cause I'm not a runner. I'm a walker. I'll be walking with you. And now that my hip is working, Sarah, I won't have to sit as often. Believe me, I knew the paths that were flat here in, in South Orange County because, uh, I couldn't handle them before, but yes, I would be walking alongside you and uh, we can avoid all the benches and let that doctor know that <laughs> we'll send him a little video, but um, tired is right. And I think that sometimes we get to a point in our life where we realize we, we're yearning for something more, that deeper, richer, more meaningful life. And uh, and I, I love that you're offering that. You said in October... Yeah, it's the last um, the last full week in October we're starting. It goes once, once a month for six months. Awesome. Um, and um, yeah, I think um, women that I've spoken to are are just like you you said, Gina. They've spent their lives, their mm -hmm. adult lives, basically taking care of. Yeah, you know, they've taken care. They may have taken care of a very significant job. They've taken care oftentimes of a spouse, of a family, yeah. of a home, of an extended family. They've done it all. Mm -hmm. And where are they? Exactly. Where am I in all that? I don't even know at this point what I want. Mm -hmm. because I haven't, yeah. It's been so long since I focused on that. Yeah. Maybe never. Right. You know, it. that sentence... I heard as a yoga instructor years ago, I was in my 30s, a young mom, and uh, women would come and say, hey, how are you, you know, and oh, my youngest just moved out, we're empty nesters, I was like, oh, congratulations, you know, I'm covered in prep pretzel goop from my son eating pretzels and then hugging me. He would wipe, he would very nicely hug me and then wipe his hands on me. He was a smart, he still is a smart cookie. And um, so I always, my husband would be like, what's on your, what's on your leggings? Oh yeah, I know what it is. It's pretzel goop. <laughs> but um, you know, they would say, 
they would have a look of disappointment. And listen, I realize it's bittersweet when your children grow up and move out. But at the same time, it's like retiring. We've worked all our life with looking towards that, right? We speak about it when we're in 30s, our 40s, 50s. And then all of a sudden people retire and they're like, what do I do? Um, How do I? Yeah. yeah, I've given I've given up pieces. I like to say we give up pieces of ourselves and sometimes we forgot what those pieces are. So what I loved about when you were talking about being at church that Sunday night at the potluck is being able to recall that piece of you and then take it and blow it, the, blow it out the way you have as a rock star. And um, I celebrate you for that, because I think if we look back to our childhood, we can often find those memories. And listen, you don't have to do like Sarah and I have a podcast or appear on shows, but even just stepping into whatever makes you happy, deep within, feel fulfilled, wake up with a, a, with a spark in your eyes, ready to take on the day. And that could be um, little things, giving, you know, making sure you're taking care of yourself and then whatever it was you maybe were passionate about years ago that maybe you put on the back burner, it's still there. And so I love that we started the show with that. And uh, we've come full circle, Sarah. You're, you, um, I celebrate you and all you do and how you appear in the world and how you give a voice to those things that are so needed and timely right now. So needed. Thank you, Gina. This has been delightful. I just love talking to you. <laughs> Same here. So I'd love to pull a card, see what comes up. Oh, These yes. The oh, yes. yes. These are the opening to possibilities cards. There's 42 in a deck. And in here on the front, there is a, a word. And on the back, there is a statement with three questions. You can answer one, two, or all three. I'd like to finish. There we go. And I'll just thumb through and then you just tell me when to stop. Okay. So I'll start now. Oops. I don't want to fall. Stop. Okay. Mind and spirits. This is appropriate. Stretch, not just your body, but also your mind and spirit. How do you open your mind? How do you tune into your spirit? And what's next on your list? <laughs> That's perfect. I was just going to say, it, it, uh, usually uh, I did charge these cards with the uh, energy. All decks have been charged for it to be the right card. And it, it, it definitely is today. So this is totally you. Rose, <laughs> can I get that card? Rose card somewhere? Yes, I will send you a deck. That's Thank my you. hope. I wanted your address. But yes, do you need me to read the questions again? No, I stretch my um, mind. Is my mind the first one? Yeah, mind and spirit. Yeah. You can do which. Yeah. Yeah. I stretch my mind, I think, sort of by continuing to learn. I yeah. just, I mean, one of the things, this is crazy, but one of the things <laughs> that I've decided I'm going to learn is Instagram. I mean, no. I don't understand it. I don't understand how it works. It makes no sense to me. But I just, um, right before you and I came on, I just yes. was talking to somebody and they said, you have to start doing Instagram. That's where everything is happening right now. And I thought, well, not everything is happening. We can't have <laughs> okay. I will, I will learn 
Instagram. And I'll before I say I hate it, I'll learn it. So, yeah. Uh, but I stretch my mind by continuing to learn. I stretch my spirit, I think, with my meditation practice. Yeah. Because almost every time I have any kind of a significant meditation, there's some kind of a an opening with it. Yeah. Uh, it's not always positive, but mm -hmm. it is, it is yeah. something. And what was the third one? The third one. Hang on. What's next on your list? Well, I'm going to learn Instagram. That's what I'm going to do. Right. And I have to tell you, for me, I have a love-hate relationship. And usually I love lots of things, but I do have a love-hate relationship with all social media. Yes, because, yes, we are told everything is happening there. And I answer like you. Well, not everything. not everything, you know, I still like to connect with people in person. And I know you, you, you speak on stage, you have a show. And so, yes, um, but I do have a love hate. So when you're done with Instagram, maybe you want to manage my account as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll let you know if I get to that point. <laughs> Because I know when you do something, you do it well, and you master it, and well, you're... <laughs> we'll see. I don't know. I, um, I you can scream and do any any social media, let alone Instagram. But I'll, I'll try. I'll stretch my mind, and I'll try. Well, definitely make sure we connect if we're not already connected on Instagram. So, Sarah, it's always fun being with you. I burn extra calories because I laugh from my belly. I smile big and I make nice muscles here in my cheeks. So thank you, honestly, from my heart to yours for everything you do, because you're a powerful woman making a bigger impact in the world and really staying true to who you are. Those uh, right. Uh, what did we say? Was it rights and responsibility? And, you know, it um, you make the world a better place. And I'm happy to walk this earth with you at the same time. It's really a pleasure. Thank you, Gina. Ditto, 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 ditto. Thank you. And we'll have to do this again because yes. I wrote notes and there were so many other things that we could have gone down. But I will say um, for those of you listening, besides Sarah's event in October, last week in October, please join her. All of her information is at the bottom of the show notes. You can connect with her and I encourage you to do so. And if you're interested in a private two hour transformation like no other, I invite you to significance, satisfaction with a touch of sangria or something else uh, fruity and bubbly. Um, my name is Gina Vincent. Until next time, be exquisite.